Hello, and welcome to the show that, despite the pleas of our families and friends, simply will not stop talking about D&D. So, ready your spells and weapons, grab the shiniest set of your math rocks, and prepare for critical friendship. So, today we are talking about uh, fun, wild, or wacky character concepts. Dan, how do you want to do this? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, we've come up with a lot of characters. I'm sure you've come up with many more than than I have, but... Uh, uh, just like one or 50. <laughs> um, but yeah, we thought we, thought we would... Uh, just kind of go through some of our our favorite ones and and just have some fun today. We're kind of switching it up a little bit today with uh, taking a break from the rules and talking about uh, wacky <laughs> characters. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start off with uh, actually the the one I made last time uh, for our character creation. Google, I thought like, was pretty fun. Who was he like thirteen years old or something? Uh, I think I had said he was like ten. 10. Like yeah, he's Good only grief. like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> an adventuring party because I wanted him to be younger than the one that Heather made. I was because, uh, or not Heather, uh, your Allison, uh, yeah, Allison, yeah, our, our friend Allison made a 12 year old barbarian, yeah, and it was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I want to be a little bit different and go a little bit younger, so I made him 10 years old, um, <laughs> a but, little bit younger by two whole years, yep. <laughs> which hey, I mean, two years can make a big difference, it in can that, in that stage, especially. <laughs> Gender wise too, because he's a, he's a boy, so yeah, <laughs> so he can be a little bit more uh, immature. <laughs> a little um, bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I thought it would be funny to make a a ten year old character who just wants to have fun while he's adventuring and stuff like that, and so he follows a particular god that. Um, or his his patron, I should say, because he's a warlock, mm-hmm. uh, is a the god of um, uh, what what did I say? It was um, it was like trickery, trickery, and, yeah, and like practical jokes and stuff. Yeah. So like he was like throwing cupcake farts at people. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> so yeah, his el- should have done poison spray. It, it's, <laughs> it'll probably be on there. <laughs> um, yeah, his his. Eldritch Blast is flavored as a hand fart kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that would be really fun. And then just uh, also the the things that we we're coming up with uh, just role play wise of like him being um, Heather's characters like uh, Coach G. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. And there's just fun stuff you can She's do. She's just with like, I have stuff. to protect this weird, chaotic child. Right. <laughs> while he's farting into his hand and throwing it at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hand fart kill. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, that's one of my one of my favorite ones so far. <laughs> uh, did you want to go right ahead and go for yours or did you want me to do a, a yeah, another I'll, one? Yeah, I'll, I'll go for we can We can go back and forth. I'll <laughs> go for one that was a little more tame. Um. I uh, I originally made him. Um, we were we were gonna play in a Curse of Strahd campaign, and this was one I actually got to play for a little bit. Um, he was a feral winged tiefling, and like had the full on just looked like a big scary devil man thing, like fangs and you know sharp tail and all that crazy stuff. And like, um, I, I made him a monk, and he had the hermit background. 
and he was raised by goblins. Oh boy. <laughs> so he was he was very feral and just kind of wild and then his goblin crew, like his his home kind of got wiped out and so he like ran off into the woods and got a little bit more animalistic and crazy. And um, because people always look freaked out when he would like just show up, you know, big horn devil guy, mm-hmm. he would just be like, guys, don't worry. I'm not a goblin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nobody was concerned about that, dude. It's the wings, the tail, the claws, and the teeth. <laughs> yeah. And you said he was green too, right? Like, No, you're thinking of Morthos. Oh, it's, it's not the same one? No, 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 no. This was a different one. Uh, Morthos was, he was also a hermit, but he was a rogue. Um, oh, okay. And, All right. and he just, he, different backstory for him. Yeah. And he, he was just really strange. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Zarl was just like, like would respond to everything with just this like crazed, like weird, like I've been living alone way too long. Like mm. <laughs> just <Yep>. bizarre <laughs> would, would speak like his thoughts out loud, not realizing that, Oh wait, crap. People can hear me now. Right. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what Lelander should have been a little bit more. Cause he was raised by Yetis. Mm. So I, I should have played into that a little bit more, but <laughs> well, you were raised by Yetis to a point, but then you got like brought back into society. Uh, that's true. And, yeah. And were you, you had a little bit more time to become <laughs> civilized. Whereas Zarl was just like, he was straight out of the wilds, like he he had been running around and then like got caught stealing from a monastery, and they were like, "Okay, you can I like we're not gonna punish you, but like if you need somewhere to stay, you can stay with us." Mm. And for a while, he was just kind of living in the bell tower, and then, then he started like watching their lessons and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. picked up a little bit, and then left to go adventuring. Nice. Cool. I, I like the fact that your characters always have this really intricate backstory. <laughs> and I'm like, mine has a cool name. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he, he eventually, um, after after a couple little things, I wrote him out of that because I had made him a Sun Soul monk. Mm-hmm. And we were going into Curse of Strahd. Uh, okay. And I was like, the radiant damage is not terribly fair, like, for... Yeah, all the all the things in there that are weak against radiant. I was like, I don't want to just derail every single plan our DM has. Yep. <laughs> and so I wrote him out and brought in um, Sorrow. Yeah. Who was not one of the wacky characters? He was just a he was just a normal D and D character. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would say his uh, the little quirk that you gave him with uh, being a tavern brawler is a little bit. Am I not thinking? No, of the... Oh, was... I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the other campaign. What other campaign? I'm thinking of which light. Oh yeah, no, he didn't have the tavern brawler feet. He was just he just thought he was very good right, at, at fisticuffs. Right, right. <laughs> right, I'm gonna shut up now. Uh, <laughs> I keep getting your characters mixed up. Exactly. Like I said, I only have like one or eighty. <laughs> the number is gonna keep increasing as we talk about it. <laughs> nice. All right, so let's let's hop into the next one of yours. All right. Uh, so mine, my next one is actually the one I built for, um, uh, I believe it was Curse of Strahd. Um, oh no, no, this one was for Witchlight. Uh, so it's my, my Remy LeBeau character yep. who's, who was built after, uh, uh, Gambit, obviously. Um, 
but a lot of my my wacky stuff that I have is is just like how I flavor my my spells and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like for him, it was his uh, his spell focus was a deck of cards, and his um, his eldritch blast was also flavored differently as another warlock. Right. <laughs> it's I don't just have warlocks. <laughs> hey, I can't blame you. Warlocks are one of my favorite classes. Yeah. They're super fun, except for, you know, only having two spells, <laughs> two spell slots. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But um, then you get all those free ones. You get free ones and you get like all upgraded the, cantrips and all stuff the like invocations that, nice. and, and crazy stuff. Like yeah. warlocks are so good, <laughs> <laughs> especially that one type in particular. Mm. Mm. Eh? Do you not know which type? I don't know. It's the Do hexblade. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's like you have warlocks and then you have the hexblade, and it 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 yep. <laughs> it should almost be a class of its own because of how stinking game changing it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which the one I replaced Zarl with for Curse of Strahd was a hexblade. Ah, okay. and also a tiefling. Yeah. Yep. Tieflings. I mean, I'm gonna. Tieflings di- are fun. I'm gonna discuss a couple tieflings. I'm currently wearing a shirt that says <laughs> "introverted but willing to discuss tieflings." Yep. <laughs> I know that I have said that uh, kobolds are my favorite race, and they are. Um, but tieflings are are pretty close in there. I know it's it's wild. Nobody else has that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> tieflings are definitely fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're one of the more wild character or uh, races that. I will go for in in D and D. Well, they they just have so much role play flavor, role play flavor and abilities that not a lot of races get. Like and and there's hell so rebuke m- right off the bat. Well, that's that's and, only one of the variants of tiefling. Oh well, yeah, that's because true. depending on what your uh, but, what your infernal heritage is, you get different spells. Right. So like um uh, the the one that I made last episode. He was a Levistus tiefling. He mm-hmm. doesn't get Hellish Rebuke. He gets Armor of Agathis. Oh, okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. So like it each each one is based off of a different archdevil. And so each one has drastically different like do innate they, spells. Do they all have uh the fire resistance though? Yes. Okay. That's I think that's what I was thinking yeah. originally was the the fire resistance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you choose feral, you can either choose a feral tiefling that has some spells or you can choose a feral tiefling with wings. Right. <laughs> so it's like you can you can stay with tiefling and still get the flight speed. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Which is what I did with Morthos. Yeah. <laughs> who we might get to. Yeah. Well, that's a cool one. I have the other one that we can kind of. Then I'll talk about him after we talk about yours. <laughs> uh, it's not my next one though. Yeah. So. Um, oh, but you. Yeah, I think you were currently talking about one of them, and then we derailed a little yeah. bit, <laughs> like we do in D anD. D. Never once have we <laughs> derailed from anything, Daniel. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> also, how dare you call me Dan? <laughs> Daniel, whatever. Messed up my own thing. Yep. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> ten hour day. Ten I know. hour shifts. Waking up at three a.m. Having two kids. Like there's a there's a lot of things that make me tired. Yeah. And then also I'm just kind of a brain dead individual. So <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> Especially us us uh, nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, 
I was talking about Remy, mm-hmm. and the, the last thing I'll say about it is what I was saying before was his Eldritch Blast was is flavored as a card throw, and it mm-hmm. blows up in people's faces, which is really cool. One well, and didn't you take uh, the the pact of the blade and and your yes. pact weapon was a bow staff? Yep, <laughs> well, I hadn't gotten there yet. We were second we, level. We were second level. Oh but no, you get a pact boon at, at three. Third level, yeah. You get invocations at two. Pack boon at three. Yep. I haven't played a warlock in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played anything other than like worm, and then one session of Taz for a while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who will probably get to both of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have a couple of, uh, of wacky characters. <laughs> One or 90. <laughs> uh, so let's get to one of those nineties. Okay. Um, all right. So, so I didn't, I didn't write any of these down in any kind of order. Um, but since you, uh, since you talked about Remy and, I'll just go with the one that I wrote for that same campaign. Um, I had one. His name was Dax. He was a changeling. Um, but if uh, he, he fronted as just an ordinary man, just just a regular guy. Just so a regular. Course, so, of course, his last name was Man Guy. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, but he went by uh, Gilbraith mm-hmm. uh, because the persona that he took on was basically uh, one of his friends growing up died. And so he took that guy's form and just kind of lived as him and kind of assumed a lot of his personality traits and stuff like that. One of which was, uh, the guy loved to, to get in like friendly fist fights and things like that. Well, Dax was a sorcerer, (laughs) so he was really bad at fist fights. Lots of squish. Yeah. (laughs) So to compensate for that, I gave him some, some touch base spells and his, uh, his spellcasting focus was a set of, uh, basically magical brass knuckles that he would use his, uh, as his spell focus. <laughs> and so, you know, he would run up and punch somebody and, and it would be, you know, I'm casting shocking grasp or mm. because it's he like was, wounds or something. yeah, because yeah. he was a, um, uh, divine soul sorcerer. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to hit him and cast inflict wounds. And, and uh, <laughs> Rachel, who was our DM and also my sister was like, okay, go ahead. And, uh, what does that do? And I'm like, well, that's going to be three D 10 necrotic damage. And she's like, <laughs> Oh, that's a lot for first level. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he thinks he's really good at fist fighting. Yeah. <laughs> but, he's just you know, really good at looking like he's good at fist fighting. Well, and also, as soon as you look at him and sneeze, you know, he crumples. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I intentionally, you know, I, I said when we were making characters, I was like, don't really ever put Khan as your dump stat. I put Khan as, as his second lowest stat. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so at, at first level, I think I had seven HP. Oh, yeah, that was so. It was literally if you sneezed on him, he crumpled. <laughs> <laughs> and just by sheer dumb luck, when we when we got into that, uh, like we went into that arena for like the the uh, cage the, fights yeah, or whatever. Ki- yeah, yep. <laughs> he was one of the the few that made it past the first round, made it all the way to the last one, and then the boss just kind of looked at him and just slapped him to the ground <laughs> like like just just like, i'm done okay. just <laughs> poked him a little bit and he collapsed <laughs> well not only that but like you you were able to stay away fairly well for most of that and then just like well like i said <laughs> sheer dumb luck because there was there was like random environmental hazards that were like firing right. through it and i just happened to be standing in a square and so rachel was rolling dice to see where they landed 
And they just all, like, literally one round, one went right in front of him, and one went right beside him, and then another one went right behind him. And I was like, <laughs> man, I was standing in just the right spot to miss all of that. <laughs> you <laughs> might have needed to uh, take some, like, shrapnel or something. <laughs> well, because it was, it was just, like, lightning. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, Dan, what's your next one? Uh, my next one uh, is one I have not gotten to play yet, and I I really want to. Uh, but I based him off of um, the Disney movie Encanto. Oh, yeah. I think it's you a, told me about this one. <laughs> yep. It's a, a divination wizard named Bruno. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the, the, the wacky part about it is, is that... Uh, so he's he sees the future and and yeah. all that, but anytime anyone says his name, he looks up in surprise and says, "No one talks about Bruno," <laughs> or <laughs> "We don't talk about Bruno," and he speaks in the third person. Speaks so like third person. <laughs> Bruno doesn't do that. <laughs> like you know, like Bruno Bruno has to uh, say you know whatever it is. But like, <laughs> so anytime anyone ever says anything about him, he's like, "Uh, no, 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 we don't talk about Bruno." <laughs> Does he have a, a flock of familiars and it's just a bunch of rats? <laughs> I hadn't gotten that far, but probably. Oh, come on. <laughs> like you said, I haven't gotten a chance to uh, to really make him uh, a, a good, like, full character because I haven't had a chance to play him. So uh, I, <laughs> I did end up um, leveling up him up all the way to 20 to see what feats and stuff were available to him. Mm-hmm. But none of them really worked with what I was seeing other than like, um, uh, what was it? Te- uh, telepathic, I think was one of the, the ones mm-hmm. I took, but like yeah. that really didn't have anything to do with it. So, um, lucky would have helped, um, because it lets you kind of be a little bit more master of fate style. Yeah, that's true. You know, that, that kind of stuff. And then you can always like mod or amplify it by taking like a level of clockwork soul, which also gives you dice manipulation and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that's one of my, I think that's one of my more wacky ones that I, I really want to play at some point. <laughs> Okay, so you you play that, and I'll play the bard character that I'm going to talk about next, so that I can sing the the Bruno song. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, so for anybody out there um, who has ever heard the uh, the band Steam Powered Giraffe, oh yeah, yep. Um, I wanted to make a Warforged, <laughs> obviously, uh, a little Clockwork Warforged um, bard that was the spine from Steam Powered Giraffe. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of backstory on that is their songs, just because they're fun and kind of lighthearted and stuff like that, was what I would sing to my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, my oldest daughter, when, when I was trying to put her to sleep. So like Honey Bee and, and I'll Rest With You and stuff like that. Like I would sing those to her all the time. And so I know at least their first three albums, you know, front to back <laughs> because she loved them. Yeah despite you know my voice sounding the way it does she just loved when i would sing those songs and and um one of the first words that she would like things she would ask for was the song honeybee when i was putting her to sleep so she could barely say anything but but when i would be singing something she'd put her hand over my mouth and like shake her head and then go be he be he (laughs) 
you want honeybee? Oh, yeah. start nodding all enthusiastically. Okay, I'll sing honeybee. Like, <laughs> how dare I sing something else for a change? <laughs> so you have to make a character that sings those songs. Yeah, so, and yeah. So I made I made the spine from Steam Powered Giraffe, and he was gonna wear the little you know striped suit and the fedora and and <laughs> just be very kind of fed up with the shenanigans of the other wacky players mm-hmm. and just like someday. I'll quit this adventuring party. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, just, just, <laughs> but then, you know, be there for the moral support and the, and the songs and all that stuff. Yeah. Be the inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can sing, you know, somebody starts using your name. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Would that give me my inspiration for, uh, it very much. Could. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> That kind of brings me to one of my other ones. And literally, this is just the name that I like. It's I haven't <laughs> built anything other than the name, uh, but it is also a Warforged uh, bard. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but his name is Seash Arp. Seash Arp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just I, <laughs> Being a musician myself, though, is like I, I had to throw something... <laughs> musically inclined in there okay so on that note one time for a one shot our my my old group we did an all warlock party mm-hmm. and so we all picked different kinds of warlocks and our patron was each other our oh. patron was the power of friendship oh it was geez. it was like such a dumb like quirky little anime one uh-huh and so that that brings me to the uh, on the whole bard thing because i've Fun fact, never played as a bard. Mm. Me neither. We're going to have to do one someday where everybody's playing a bard and we just, (laughs) we're just, we're in a band (laughs) that's trying to make it big. We should, we should make it where it's all Warforged bards and be like the Chuck E. Cheese. uh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Automatons. <laughs> It'd be so funny. I mean, if you've ever seen a steam-powered giraffe video, that's basically how they right, move. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so funny. Just, just be this just, weird robot band that's that's trying to make it big. <laughs> yeah, or you could do it where it's the um, uh, bard, but also I don't know if you can do this, but uh, uh, multi-class into uh, druid <laughs> and wild shape into the different animals. That was one of the characters I was going to talk about. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a, was a Warforged druid that was basically Beast Wars. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Transformers yeah, yeah. Beast Wars. Yep. <laughs> Funnily enough, actually, uh, uh, Smosh is actually doing a D&D campaign right now. Really? Yeah. Weird. And uh, Shane Top is playing a, a Warforged uh, druid. Huh. And so he flavored it as basically a Beast Wars thing, too. Yeah, so I, I had had that idea, and I, I had talked to my wife about it. And so there's there's a, a DM out there that I believe has a direct link to my brain. <laughs> because I'll come up, like, we'll, I'll think of an idea, I'll tell Heather about it, and then a few days later, an episode of their podcast comes out, and I'm just like, what? dude, <laughs> I thought about that two days ago. Like, how long ago did you think about it? <laughs> Obviously, probably a while, but say come to find out, it's actually just Heather uh, masking her voice. (laughs) 
I would be furious that I've not gotten the chance to be on that show. <laughs> well, it's a secret. She's masking her voice for a reason. Well, that's the unexpectables. <laughs> I would be I would be furious that I wasn't able to be, you you've been Monty Glynn this whole time and didn't tell me. <laughs> that would be funny. I didn't know you had ties with Team Four Star. <laughs> But yeah, she she got to be actually on somebody else's show and and played a warforged uh, Monty. I'm guessing not yeah, Heather. Mon- not Heather. <laughs> got to be got to be a warforged druid uh, named Twig. Mm-hmm. Oh, Twig. Twig. Yeah. Uh, she she was made out of wood, uh, and um, I mean, just did you know weird, crazy Beast Wars Transformers. Yeah, wild shapes. It was, and and I was like, I literally talked about this like three days ago. How it would be really fun character to play. Mm-hmm. It's like stop doing that. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> That's why we need to make our own campaign for the podcast. And <laughs> well, we we need more microphones. We need more <laughs> equipment. Less yeah. less loud noises in the in the room with the table. Yeah, <laughs> we would have to find babysitters. Every single week. Yep. <laughs> that would be the biggest thing. And money. You know, money would be good, too. What's that? <laughs> this, that green stuff that helps us buy minis. <laughs> or yeah. or the little plastic, you know, cards that we can use, too. Oh, the skinny minis? Those are fun. <laughs> no, I was saying the other type oh, the of money. you have? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we both just kind of talked about ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh so I, I did my did, did did C Sharp have a personality or Not it yet. was just no. your nod to the fact that you're a musician? Pretty much. <laughs> so so it's just Dan but robotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then mine was the the Warforged uh uh Beast Wars Wild yep. Shape. Yep. Very nice, very nice. Uh, another one I have is is literally just a name at this point. Yeah. Uh, I know he's a rogue, um, but I don't have any other uh, stuff about him yet. But his name is Dun Renoft. <laughs> is that because I'm constantly saying, oh, hey, are you in an OFT? <laughs> Pretty much. It, it, it Dun Renoft. It definitely came from a comment you made one time. I was like, uh, that'd be a good name for a rogue. Dun Renoft. Dun Renoft. Dun. D-U-N-N. So yeah, it's D-U-N-N-R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Renoft. That's from a movie, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it's from. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's that. That's one of the things that's not just from my brain. It's from a movie, and I I cannot remember. Yeah. I've been trying to figure that one out for a long time, and I cannot remember. <laughs> so if you know anything about this, quote, uh, comment on our Instagram or, or, or in, the in YouTube our email. Comments. Or YouTube comments. Yeah. All that. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's done done run off. I'll I'll have some other stuff for that later. But. Amazing. <laughs> you, you obviously have to take the mobile feet for that one. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> get boots of speed. <laughs> yep. Or uh, it, it could be either speed or uh, uh, elven kind. Yeah. To make you more snicky snicky. So it's, it's gonna be another elf. 
It would well. Uh, boots of Elvenkind can be uh, worn by other things. I don't know. I haven't ever read the the Boots of Elvenkind. It's why it's, <laughs> it's why they were made so that people could be as sneaky as oh, elves. Okay, as far as I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so. I'm trying to think of which one to talk about now. <laughs> um, do you want me to do my tiefling and then you can no, I, talk I, about? I, I got one I can talk about. Okay, all right. um, I'll do the, I'll do that one next. So you can talk about yours. Okay. So I made one that was um, less silly in his like origins and stuff, but because of the, are, are we allowing homebrew in this? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Um, so these are just characters we've made. Okay. <laughs> so this one was actually a, a NPC that was more there for a plot point. They were having to transport this psychopath somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and try to get him home. And none of them knew that he was actually very, very capable and incredibly dangerous. They just thought like, Oh, this guy's crazy. Um, because I was like, he's not going to get involved in any combat. And like later in the story, they were going to find him, like surrounded by dead enemies and like passed out in the snow. Oh boy. <laughs> um because he was um I I had found this um this homebrew class called the Hollower. Mm. That was basically you can use your abilities an unlimited amount of times. Um but every time you used one, you had to make basically a insanity saving throw. Where if you failed a wisdom save, you took on levels of insanity off of this D100 chart. Oh, okay. And the more crazy you were, the higher modifiers you or you added to it. So I think it might have only been like a 50, a 50 number chart, but you rolled a D20. Oh, okay. And so the crazier you were, the more levels of insanity you actually had. When you rolled that D20, you would add the number of actual insanity points that you had on you to that. Oof. And so the 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 crazier you got, the worse the insanity became. So like in the beginning it was like, oh, like um you you see weird shapes in the corners of your eyes. So you just kind of had to role play that. Yeah. And then like further Ooh. down, yeah, like fur, <laughs> further yeah, kind of doing the Jack Sparrow hands yeah, and stuff, you yeah. know. But then like further down you got, it turned into stuff like uh you are are mortally terrified of of speaking to other people as their words might entrap your soul oh my gosh before you're able to speak you have to roll a wisdom saving throw against a dc equal to your current insanity level or else be unable to talk and so like the further down you got like it just got absurd but your class abilities, depending on what subclass you had, you were able to suppress that madness or purge it out of you. Mm-hmm. But the more sane you were, the less powerful you were. So you kind of had right. this weird balance. And then some of them, it was like um, the the type he was when you would when you would suppress the, the madness, you would manifest like a physical incarnation of your insanity Mm -hmm. and it was called the devourer and this thing would like it would be under your control and you could send it to go attack people and stuff like that and once it was killed those levels of insanity that you suppressed or pushed out of you to create this thing would go away the only problem was is if you were too crazy and were suppressing too many levels of madness it would turn against you Mm. and so 
this guy was just absolutely nuts. And this, this group of smugglers was hiring the party. They're like, hey, you want passage on board our ship. We're going where you're going. Help us get this guy on here because he's not supposed to be here. Like, we've got to get him through town to the docks. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, that's all we have to do. And then they get there and this guy's like locked up in a box and they open this little like eye slit and it's just pitch blackness in there because one of the abilities they have was creating zones of darkness Mm -hmm. because he was so crazy that he was afraid of the light. Oh, jeez. And the thing with the darkness is it was magical darkness. You can't see in it. Uh So he was just in this pitch black box and they just hear his voice coming out. He was an orc. (laughs) <laughs> and like i just i just picked a crazy song that i know from from my repertoire and was like just one where the lyrics sound completely unhinged mm-hmm. and just started singing it in this orky you know yeah but, but he was like a smaller kind of skinny scrawny orc so they're just like they just hear they're like they're like what's in this steel box and they pull open the isolate and they just hear who's there knocking at my window <laughs> and they're like uh close it <laughs> that's awesome yeah and and they they got him on board and there was like a confrontation on the ship at one point and the whole time he was like like they're all trying to tackle this creature so it doesn't go back into the ocean and try killing more of the crew and stuff like that. Yeah. And like one of them grabbed it and tripped it. And this this guy starts like full like dead sprinting towards it. And they're like, oh, we're going to get to see what he does. And instead he just like drops down like a potato sack and like lands face to face with the thing and just like licks its nose. And they're like, <laughs> great, that was helpful. This guy's useless, isn't he? And I'm like... A little bit <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Insane. But then later <laughs> I actually got like the opportunity to play as that class. And I didn't know that he had re the, the, the home brewer had remade it. I think the, the, the home brewer is called clockwork dragon. Okay. Um, I didn't know that he had made a second version of it and I played one session with the original and went, wow, this is, way too powerful yeah. <laughs> this needs some serious nerfing and i changed classes and that's how the character Isaiah was born ah, uh, he okay. was originally a hollower and then i realized how strong it was and was like mm, no yeah um but i i have found the revised version and he did he did fix it yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> that's really crazy oh my gosh <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. yeah his his name was tarl the mad <laughs> okay oh, man that sounds like a lot of fun to play with though yeah I'll, I'll i'll have to send you the class i have it on my computer okay cool um or you can find it like the, the pdf is also online oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um it kind of actually reminds me of another character that i didn't put on my list um that i was wanting to play at one point was it was a changeling but a multi-personality changeling. Mm. But we could never, like, we we couldn't well, ever decide on, like, kind the, of our multi-personality. Well, yeah, but, like, it was one of those ones where you had to, like, pick who you were going to be that day, or, like... Sort of like the one I told you about right, the other yeah, day. Right, yeah, basically. Fri- Friday? Saturday? When did we come over last? That was it was, Saturday? That was, uh, uh, oh. It was Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, it was yeah, Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. It, My that, wife and I are over here all the time. 
No, not all the time. You could be over here more. <laughs> Gas prices and my bank account say no. <laughs> Just because you live an hour away. Uh... That's your fault, not mine. <laughs> Somebody decided to live in town where it sucks. I get to live out in the country where it's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so... I didn't fully go into that one, so I'm going to go into uh, the our, our kind of paired up one now. Okay. So my my next one is going to be, I'm going to spell it out first. So it's K apostrophe R-T. So it's Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> um, and yes, and he does have the, um, the German accent. But in the Munich circus, he was known as... <laughs> the Nightcrawler! <laughs> the incredible Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, again, I, I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I, I have made a lot of, we haven't figured that out yet, Dan. No, not at all. Throughout this show and two geeks, one noob, like <laughs> who would have guessed you like Marvel? <laughs> I like to, to, uh, remind people all the time, <laughs> but all of my, or a bunch of my characters are based off of Marvel characters. Yeah. So this one was based off of Nightcrawler. He was he's a blue tiefling um, that has a lot of teleportation spells and abilities that mm -hmm. get him all over the place. And like, yep. <laughs> um, we got Echo the Knight. And yep. Yeah. So he's a, a an Echo Knight fighter cleric rogue. Um, I, I forget what the subclasses of those two were, but like it was just it, it's a lot of fun. We got to play a one shot with him. Mm -hmm. Um and my wife ran that one. That's right. She did. Yep. <laughs> and we didn't finish that one yet. We did. We? we did. Okay. Yeah. So it was just, we wanted to yeah, do she, another she one. She shortened it a little bit because it was really, really late, but we did finish it. Oh, okay. Like she, oh, she yeah, had, yeah, yeah. She That's had right. extra stuff planned, but then she realized how long it took us to get through some of the other things mm -hmm. and saw how late it was and was like, yeah, we should, we should. I'm going to cut out these couple things here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got so, put in a bag. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not surprising because of what kind of character you are. <laughs> so I was playing another tiefling. Um, he was brothers with, um, with Dan's character. Um, his name was Morthos. And he was also using another homebrew. Um, it was... Uh, Connor McKinley's uh, Predator Rogue, which can be found on the DMs Guild for mm -hmm. a very, very reasonable price of like two dollars. Yeah, like that. It was it was very affordable and well worth it. Um, also a hermit um, because Kurt and Morthos got separated in the woods when they were younger, and Kurt thought Morthos was dead, and Morthos thought he'd been abandoned because <laughs> he was the younger brother, <laughs> and uh, just kind of figured out how to survive out there. Um, used to be blue, but because of the the Predator Rogue's adaptation weirdness, his skin color changed to blend in with the woods, so he became kind of this like olive green and brown highlights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, because he had been alone so long... He didn't understand like personal space and stuff like that. So when whenever Kurt would walk around, Morthos was like directly behind him, like breathing down <laughs> his neck. 
and then Kurt would stop walking and Morthos would trip over him. (laughs) It it was just, it it was super fun because he was also a a feral winged tiefling and just kind of, you know, the, the predator rogue really focuses on like you look at nature and then you adapt to the different types of predators you see in nature. Mm -hmm. And so like he had claws um, that he could use for an unarmed strike. Uh, if he stopped moving, he would turn invisible because of like chameleon adaptations and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, like he he was just this really fun character. And and as I was playing him, I kind of looked at Heather at one point and went, "Don't worry, I'm not a goblin." And she was <laughs> like, "Yeah, he is a little bit like Zarl, but he's cooler." And I was like, "I agree, he is cooler." <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about the those two characters, though, like. Like my my character wasn't so much like wacky or crazy, mm-hmm. but it was the interaction between the brothers that was like yeah. there was a lot of role playing where it was like he's the older brother, but or Kurt was the older brother, but he was like I don't know how to be an older brother. Yeah, <laughs> like we found each other because he had made peace with Morthos's death like right. years ago, and then like a few weeks ago he shows up. Yeah, <laughs> so just like okay like step back a little bit like get give me my space i've been like by myself for so long and yeah. like and, and then, then there was also like a little bit of tension there because like morthos felt like he had been abandoned so he still hadn't fully had that confrontation with him yet so he was kind of like yeah you're my older brother and you would you would kind of tell him like hey you need to do this and he's like i don't have to listen to you right <laughs> <laughs> so not only was it the the uh being a separated part, but it's also the sibling rivalry part yeah. of it. And it's just like, ah, <laughs> you might be older. I'm bigger. <laughs> You're definitely not. I'm faster. I can teleport. <laughs> I can be over there in a split second. <laughs> to be fair, Morthos <laughs> was really fast. That is true. <laughs> yeah, his his speed was like what fifty or sixty. So it was it was because I took the mobile feed. Yeah. So his base speed was forty, and then he was a rogue, so he could bonus action dash. Right, right, and right. So a hundred feet per. Yeah. Well, round. and then um, so. Oh, Heather, and then the- Heather, so Heather didn't. <laughs> my, my wife was running it. Uh, she didn't know that I had built the character all around like these really fast like hit and run tactics of like fly in and slash them with my claws and then get out of there because I had mobile. They can't attack of opportunity me as I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And so she rolled randomly to see like which character got a curse to start off with. And it was mine. And then had me roll to see what the curse was. And I had a leg injury (laughs) that reduced my movement speed. And as the campaign, like as the one shot went on, it got worse. And so it was just like, Oh, well, this kind of sucks. <laughs> but then but, when, yeah. when we got into the healing spring, it doubled his base movement speed. So his base... Was it doubled or what, did it just add 10? It was more than 10. It was it was at least doubled. Oh, okay. So like it healed him back to his regular and then gave him like a boost to it. Yeah. So like at a minimum without dashing, he was like just absolutely just zipping around the battlefield and then like (laughs) i would throw on a bonus action dash on top of it and then there was one point where i was like well i'm gonna use my action to dash because the the enemy was so far away and like slinging spells at us yeah it's like well i'm gonna use my action to dash and then i'm gonna use my bonus action to dash (laughs) so i i i i because because you had you had made the joke of like i i 
stealth so well that I'm in the next one shot. Yep. And I said, I'm running so fast that I'm in the next one shot. <laughs> ah, so you just joined me there. Exactly. <laughs> Which I, I do hope to use that character again. Yeah. And uh, Joel texted us to make backups for his campaign that he's running. And I was like, well, 10th we level, yeah. I already have Morthos made. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we should, uh, we should do that. We should have our, our brother characters as backups. But then we would lose Taz. <laughs> we'd we'd lose Taz, and we'd, we'd lose uh we'd, we'd lose Aeor. <laughs> oh, and we would lose that fun back and forth that yep. they have. <laughs> uh, all right, so we should talk about that a but little I bit thought, too. I thought Aeor was the weird little donkey man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Eeyore. <laughs> well, I thought those were the things on the side of your head. <laughs> those are ears. <laughs> well, I thought that's what corn was. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and discuss A or I'll talk about Taz and then we'll, we'll get into that quirk. Well, again, it's not not super crazy of a character itself, but just it's the interaction between between our two characters that are that just makes it so well, much you fun. You made a Dwergar that was super southern like it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, my uh this character's named uh oh what was it? Aor um. Oh, let, let me look it up real quick. Huh. You hadn't planned on talking about it. No, huh? I did not. Huh. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, it is Aor Ambrose. Ambrose. <laughs> I was trying to come up with some weird like southern name, and that was the best I could come up with. Aor Sweet Tea. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's, he's a, a gray dwarf or a dwergar. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's a violent assassin fighter barbarian and, uh, um, and he's just, he's, he's from the, uh, I want to say it was the planet Texas or somewhere, uh, yeah. What planet are you from? Texas. I'm, I'm from Texas. <laughs> Which, for those of you who aren't from Texas, that's essentially how we see this place. <laughs> Might as well be our own planet, yep. and the rest of the world is just kind of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's... The funny part about it is, is that, like, Dwergar have a sensi sensitivity to the sun. Mm -hmm. And, like, Texas is... <laughs> Like, like our very Texas sunny. is very sunny. I'm guessing the planet of Texas is also very sunny, but has some has some underground stuff because that's where I'm from. Yeah, but um, I mean Joel's campaign is a lot more like goofy and silly. So it like, is. we we had it's a lot, lot of fun though. We had a lot more liberty to do just wacky stuff. Yeah, like be from space Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're you're from space Australia. <laughs> I'm from space Texas. So it's just it's a lot of fun playing those those stereotypes in some ways of like he's a dwarf but he can ride a horse somehow <laughs> um but yeah yeah uh if you want to <laughs> talk about more uh not more those um Taz. Taz. <laughs> so um i went off of the kind of off of the joke that that drow should have australian accents because they're from down under <laughs> um <laughs> they're from down under they're from down under and um I made a, not a homebrew, well, technically a homebrew class, because he's a blood hunter. Mm. It's not an official class. Um, and a homebrew race 
because a different online creator, uh, Christopher Zito, created the Dryder race <laughs> for the Drow. <laughs> so, so explain what that is first. Yeah, so a Dryder is similar to a Centaur, except the top half is a Drow Elf or a Dark Elf. And the bottom half is a giant spider <laughs> instead of a horse. So I picked edgy care, like edgy race, edgy class, and then just made this overly friendly, aggressively <laughs> Australian, like just <laughs> like think Taika Waititi as Korg as a like, yeah. As an That's emo fair. dude. Yeah. But as a, as a super scary emo goth looking dude. Yeah. And then like gets into battle and like if, if all you saw was this thing running into battle, it'd be terrifying because he whips a glaive off of his back, slashes his arms open and uses that for, for his blood hunter, like crimson rights. Yeah. And then like his weapons light on fire and he just like goes crazy on stuff and then just like turns around and. Eh, here's a gun. <laughs> or no. Did you get hurt a little bit there? I see you bleeding a bit. <laughs> One of them nasty skinwalker buggers get you. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. Yeah, and then and then mine and Dan's character, so Aor and uh, his name was Tazlin, but he goes he goes by Tiz. Yep. I'm and Taz. I always think Tasmanian Devil. I'm Tazlin, <laughs> but you can call me Taz. All my friends call me Taz. I've never met anybody who's not my friend yet. <laughs> um, they had this back and forth where one or the other would say something and the other person would think it's something else. So, like, If you've ever seen the movie Facing the Giants, where... Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, so they do the same thing where it's like, oh, uh, how was it? Uh... Some some cheese the 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 what's that cheese that um something burg Limburger? Uh, Limburger, yeah. Ugh. So something something about Limburger and they're yeah, like, I'm... Isn't that that uh big thing that blew up in the sky? That's the Hindenburg <laughs> <laughs> And then and then it just continues. Well, I thought the Hindenburg was and, and right. <laughs> we just we just ad libbed it every time and just made it up and, and it came so naturally. Did. Like we didn't plan to have that quirk. It just happened and it went on for like two minutes. The first time, and everybody else at the table was either laughing or just desperately hoping we would shut up. <laughs> and then that just became our thing from then on. Like, either Aor would say something and Taz would misunderstand, or Taz would say something and Aor would misunderstand. And it, it just it just would would go on until somebody was like, "Okay, YouTube, we're done with that." Yeah. <laughs> not so, not positive it was if it was in or out of character. Yeah. Who knows. <laughs> If you can't tell, this is the reason why we started a podcast together, because we just work off of each other way too well. <laughs> also, this is why we have like three friends. <laughs> I like the harmony on that one. That was cute. That was good. That was awesome. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what's uh, what's the next one you got there, Dan? <laughs> uh, okay. Um I'm starting to run out, not because I don't have more, but just because I didn't write any of them down, yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I only have a couple more, and again, they're just because of the stupid names. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have 
I have a hard time coming up with backstories and quirks. Mm-hmm. So like I need to get better at that. There's one for with one a name. <laughs> make a Quirk. Earth, <laughs> no, make an Earth Genasi named Hard Time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and now I want to. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um so I'll I'll just do my last two real quick because the it's. I yeah, uh, I think the only ones names. I have left is uh, Azaya and Worm. Okay, cool. At least that I can think of. I know I have more, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of them is based off of uh, Darkwing Duck. I think you sent me this one. <laughs> so he's a Kenku rogue named Dirk Darkwing. Darkwing. <laughs> um. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, he he's literally just Darkwing Duck as as a Kenku. <laughs> nice. And then my other one is based off of Spider-Man. Uh we got I actually got to play this one oh, uh, yeah, in did. Heather's uh other one shot. Mm-hmm. Um and I freaking loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but his his name, he's a human monk, um, but with bunch of like spidery powers and stuff like that because yeah, we did like we like homebrewed an editor cap or something something like that no, uh, like he's a human like uh, yeah but i think we i think we took some like editor cap like homebrew editor cap abilities and like yeah. stuck them on there something. I, don't, I don't remember exactly how we did this i one. i had found some some ways of making spider-man online in a 5e um okay story yeah. and i just kind of Copied and pasted ran it into it a by, custom. Ran it by the DM, got approval. Basically, yeah. Um, but his name... Which is important for all of these weird oh, yeah, characters. Absolutely. Is, is yeah. They are all up to the Dungeon Master's approval or disapproval. If yeah. you come up with a wacky character and say, Hey, can I play this? And your DM's like, I don't really know about that one. Then, yeah. It's fine. Like, there's a... Pardon me. There's other DMs out there that will be like, Yeah, no, that sounds great. Like, uh, yeah. Taz, a buddy of mine, wanted to do a, a play-by-post. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And so I came up with Taz, and I was like, can I play a Dryder Bloodhunter? And he goes, Bloodhunter sounds cool, but you guys are, like, I'm going to run you guys through um, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, so mm. I don't really know how much a Dryder would fit in there. And I was like, not a problem. I'll make something else. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I can run a different one if that's what. And I was like, no, 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 no. Run the one you want to run. I have like a thousand other characters yeah. I can just plop one in. It's, and then Joel was planning his and he was asking when we were going to play it. And I was like, hey, throw Taz in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it seemed to work pretty well, too. Yeah. Because it, it was very like Western. So kind of like that Centauri thing worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody was everybody was given a horse. And I was just kind of like, dare <laughs> I ask for a horse? <laughs> oh, because you, didn't you end up on a horse, too? And like it was. No, I was I was driving the wagon. Oh, that's right. Because our right. wagon was being pulled by oxen. That's I, true. I almost asked the the chief of that village if I could have a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so weird. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. But anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go back. To, uh, going back to the Spider-Man character. Mm-hmm. His name. Uh, I'll spell this one out as well because you know it's apostrophe heaven in D anD. d So his name is spelled P E T apostrophe R, P A apostrophe K R. So it's Peter Parker. <laughs> Put the little hat on the O. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> yep. I don't remember what I played in that one. 
Uh, oh, I just played as I on that one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't want to go along with any of it. <laughs> with any of what? Asaya was like, I don't, why are we doing this? I don't, I was don't Is that understand. the one that Ariel ran? Uh, no, it was the one Heather ran. Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, was, the, one, the one Heather ran was, we got trapped in a, a little maze by a dragon who was yeah. just bored out of his mind. Yep. He just wanted some friends. And we bullied the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ariel's was the one where Isaiah was just like, I don't want to have anything to do with this, you guys. Yep. <laughs> he said it was an ancient red dragon. I don't think you guys realize what that is. <laughs> uh, well, aren't you a reptile? Snake man different. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So there there's that character of mine. Uh his his name is Isaiah. Um I so Heather Heather was uh planning a planned a secret campaign um for my birthday one year. Didn't tell me anything about it. Um, just kind of surprised. Like we got on a video chat with uh, her sister and her husband. And, she, you know, they were like the kids. And she was like, oh, the kids want to wish you a happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. So we got on on uh, Discord chat with them and and the kids sang me happy birthday and stuff like that. And then they went into the other room and Heather pulls out a notebook and was like, all right, everybody get your characters out. And I was like, oh, I don't have a care. What? What's <laughs> happening? She was like, happy birthday. I planned you a little one shot. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I don't make a character, though. <laughs> um, and so I really quickly made a hollower and I made a Zaya because what better type of psychotic person than a weird snake man? Mm hmm. And with Isaiah being his base personality, I figured it'd be really easy to just add levels of absolute psychosis on oh, top. Yeah. Um, and and I played one session of that mini campaign and realized like, oh, this class is so broken. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to play. I cannot in good faith play as this because I literally don't need my teammates. It Ooh, was so powerful. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had found a different homebrew called the Witchblade Sorcerer. Ah, yeah. Um, and I had Heather read it over and she was like, yeah, it seems good. Go for it. And so thus Isaiah was truly born. Uh, he's a, he's a Yonti and man through, she, she never got to finish running that little mini campaign, but I had written such a deep, like, like very deep reaching backstory for him. Mm -hmm. And I told Heather about it and she was like, dude, that's cool. I can use so much of that. Like, because there's there there's she she based her one shot off of a, a kid's book that we had for my daughter it was called the one two threes of D D. oh okay yep and the villains of the campaign was like eight liches oh. which we were third level so that was gonna be really rough <laughs> but anyways like um he he was from like way way far away like over the seas and had been conscripted into a mercenary group called the dead hand mm-hmm where when they would come into a town, you know, if somebody hired them, part of their fee was you're going to replace any men we lose and you're also going to give us 10 more people okay, that are going to join our ranks. And so Isaiah was one of the people that just by the, you know, drawing of straws got conscripted into the dead hand and he had a natural affinity for magic. And so they kind of honed that. And they use these very brutal and undead tactics and stuff like that. And Isaiah was, he like he was just a combat mage. He didn't really like necromancy. And because of that, I because of how brutal the Dead Hands necromancy was, I specifically gave him zero spells with necromancy. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
he basically like during a fight he faked his death you know <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. just ran away and he he had his like insignia like he had been with them for years mm-hmm. he had his insignia for his rank for the dead hand mercenary group because he was leading his own little you know squad yeah and he just like took off he ran and basically anywhere he went he would show that symbol and be like hey have you ever seen this before? And if they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's me. He's like, okay, well, next town. Yeah. And got far enough away to where nobody recognized what it was. They'd never heard of it, you know, anything like that. And he was like, okay, I can stay here. And as long as I keep a fairly low profile and nobody <laughs> nobody yeah. sees, you know, me doing anything crazy, they'll never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was why in that dragon one, he's like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. And they're like, we can take him. And he's like, we might be able to. Yes. But do you know how much you get noticed if you kill a dragon? Mm. <laughs> because yep. he was like, if I kill a dragon and people talk about, oh, yeah, there was this group of heroes and they described them. And one of them's a Yanti and one of them's a sorcerer who did this weird like sword magic. Uh, it might get back to them. Yep. <laughs> so as soon as we finished that one shot, it ended with him being like, don't tell anybody I was here. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's kind of been my my go to one shot character because he can kind of fit anywhere because he's a drifter mm-hmm. and is, and then he can boop yeah and then, <laughs> and then he can just pop off and leave after the heroics are done and be in the next random one shot yeah that we do in between campaign nights you know mm-hmm. nice that's that's not a bad idea to have one of those characters that mm-hmm. just kind of like he's a floater yeah <laughs> he, he can literally pop up anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in this town now. Yeah, okay, and good. and I I ran you guys a one shot one time that like that he was there. It, yeah, it, it circled around like the dead hand had been hired to lay siege to this town, and when he started seeing some of the like signs that oh crap they're in the area, he was like, well I'm leaving, and they're like, no 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 wait 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 what's going on? And he's like, fine, and like explained kind of what was coming, and he was like. And because that's what's outside the town, I'm going to get out of here before. And then they hear like the army's attacking and he's like, crap. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was, I have to fight. (laughs) He was, he was forced into helping fight off the siege from a different part of the wall because I was like, I'm not going to run a DMPC for this. That's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, I, I will throw in another one of mine, uh, that's it was an npc that i uh i really is want to it, talk about it, one that is it chabars no okay uh chabars is more he, he's not so wacky he's he's just a regular okay. character but um i really want to talk about some something that you guys will be seeing in in my campaign but i want to make that a, surprise. To be a bit of a surprise <laughs> um but i will talk about um the uh, the shop owner in Cheapside. Uh, wall, <laughs> wall. Yep. So he's a he's a minotaur uh, shopkeeper, and his name is Wall. And if you can't guess, his shop was called Walls Mart. <laughs> yep. And is very much a general store where you can get anything and anything and everything. Uh, that excuse kind of thing, me, so. li- excuse me, Mister Horny Furry Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think his voice was just, just kind of like very, 
Yeah. I think he had like a British accent or something like that, but it was he, like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got everything here. <laughs> of course, my character not being good on social cues. Yep. said exactly what I just said. Excuse me, Mr. <laughs> Horny Harry guy. <laughs> never seen a never seen a monitor before. Oh, that was Southern. Never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I guess would lead me to my last character and my favorite one that I've ever made or played as uh, Master Race Kobold. <laughs> Change my mind <laughs> that that you are playing in this I in am, that campaign I that I was just mentioning. Currently playing in in Dan's campaign, um, he's from the Underdark, and had never even heard of the surface or knew that it existed because they were so deep in the Underdark. And uh, one day found a, a one of a twin set of magical daggers that uh, teleported him to the other dagger of the set on the surface it was a it was an adventurer's kind of um like oh crap everybody's dead i need to get out of here contingency plan mm-hmm. you know he he left the other one at home with his family and uh yep <laughs> ended up dying before he could use it and it was found by this little kobold while he was patrolling and trying to keep his his uh kobold clan safe and suddenly activated activated its magic and he's in some random cottage with some woman who thinks that this kobold killed her husband and stole his dagger. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. They they worked things out and she let him live there for a little bit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah, like he he popped up in the cottage and and couldn't even speak common because mm-hmm. he only spoke draconic and undercommon. Right, right. And just didn't know how to explain himself, but like she didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what was going on. And finally they brought in a dragonborn that could speak draconic. Mm-hmm. And he explained that he just like found the dagger somewhere and thought he was in a new dimension, you know, <laughs> like yeah. yep. still doesn't understand that. Like, no, it's the same place. You're just on the surface versus deep underground. Yeah. And, um, which I think was again, uh, explained to worm, in the last session it that... was he doesn't believe it okay all right or it was it was mentioned you mean the underdark and he's like, why is that yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah so he he stayed there for a while and they the the people in that town kind of taught him a few things it was we started the campaign at fifth level so he was yeah. he was already at i guess at fourth yeah level. it was fourth level yeah. and then very quickly went to yeah fifth so level. he was already competent so i was able to give him more of a, a adventurous backstory yeah and um he ended up helping the town with some stuff and that's how he got noticed and, and called to that tournament. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So somewhere out there in, in one of the towns around there, there's a cottage where people know him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure. And that's up to you whether or not they'd be happy or sad that he's back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, this guy again. Hi everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. I'll have to think, that through a little bit <laughs> mixed reviews yeah <laughs> it, it could be that the the lady that let him stay there is one of the only people that tolerates him yeah <laughs> <laughs> everybody else bought him passage on the moon strider like, yep <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh just yes take him go to the turn yeah, you'll win I'm, you'll win i'm sure <laughs> somehow he did <laughs> <laughs> Little kobold on a horse with a lance. <laughs> Better a silly girl with a flower than a silly boy with a horse and a stick. Silly kobold with a horse and a stick. 
<laughs> it's called a lance. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, he's he's very capable, very competent. But when it comes to social cues, I made charisma his dump stat. Yeah, because he his job back in his kobold clutch was basically just he was a guard. He was he was a peacekeeper. He was an assassin. You know, when when uprisings happened, his order that was you know lived separately from the rest of them would go in, find out what the problem was, who the main instigator was and take him out. Yeah. And then their other job was patrol around the place and make sure nothing hostile gets in. They weren't allowed to associate with the other people in the kobold clutch because, you know, maybe one day you have to kill that guy. And right. if you're real buddy, buddy with him, how are you going to do that? Yeah. And so he's not very socialized and doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and also common is not his first language mm-hmm. or his second language. <laughs> it is third though, right? Uh, so he he speaks um, undercommon draconic. Yeah, undercommon draconic, I think Elven. Oh, okay. and then the the drought oh, sign drow, language. Yeah, because yeah. You, he had one extra language, and I was like, hey, can I give him the drought sign language? Because the guy that taught them how to fight and trained them how to be killers was a dishonored drow who had left his city and was like. Eh. I found shelter with these kobolds. Might as well teach him something. Mm-hmm. And so his his. <laughs> It's Taz. His, oh God, it's Taz. It could be because driders are dishonored drow. That's exactly why I said it. I was oh, like, man. that'd be hilarious. Especially because if that's the person who taught him all his social cues, oh, he's an idiot. Oh, You're welcome. Thank you, Dan. That's beautiful. <laughs> But yeah, so he's just, he's been taught to be a killer. Doesn't really understand social cues, but he wants to. Yeah. But the only other people he associated with was other killers. Yeah. And and Taz was so nice. Yeah. But it was just. <laughs> it's like I want to be like that, but I, I just don't know how. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I'm gonna have to throw in like random bits of Australian <laughs> lingo now, <laughs> but, but not in the accent. <laughs> oh yeah, no, just like just random like <laughs> throwing some shrimp on the Barbie or something. I don't know, but like <laughs> throwing throwing some uh, uh, oh, what are they called? That's bonzoms, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, I think that's going to about do it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening to Critical Friendship. Uh, if you have any questions concerning anything we discussed today, you can email us at criticalfriendshippodcast at gmail.com or comment on our Instagram, Critical Friendship Podcast. And we'll try to answer as many as we can on our next episode. Join us next time where our topic will be... Dan, I've been DMing for you for a few years. <laughs> I've recorded the podcast. I've played your board games, man. Just please let me go home. I want to see my family again. I just want to go. No, no, don't make me go back in the closet. But as for now, ah, dang it. I rolled that one on giving the outro.